This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Stories. We all have them. Some have loads, some only have toads. But a toad is just a frog with a fancy name. That's science, bub, so vaccinate your children. Do it as I inject you with a story. Welcome to Fuzztown Stories. Today's tale, we are not alone, but we feel alone. Part 1. What follows are a series of letters sent to the editors of Mind Magazine, a paranormal zine that was published in the mid-1990s. They are recited verbatim without commentary. Dear Mind Mag, I never thought I would write, but I found your magazine in an alternative bookstore. This girl I wanted to date was into grunge-core literature, and this guy, Heldon Smithy, was speaking at the Scum Buddies. That's the name of the bookstore. I thought that would grease her gears, but he was all sorts of happy because he's married now, so that really soured the mood. There's nothing sadder than a happy counterculture guy, let me tell you. So, he was all blah, blah, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Eh, She ditched me, so I read your mag because your cover was cool. Anyway, I'm a night watchman at the Hungry Hank's Pudding Factory, and mostly my job is boring, a real snoozer. But one night, I saw something strange. I was supposed to have the night off, but I was picking up some extra shifts because I wanted to buy that Pink Floyd album with the light that blinks that you need the two AA batteries for. I got it, but not worth it. I ended up throwing the batteries at the raccoon that keeps giving me the stink eye, but the raccoon just ate the batteries, so now I'm stuck with a crap CD and my Duracells are probably supercharging a raccoon that I got into a blood feud with. (sighs) So, I was working this shift when all of a sudden there's a noise outside and a light. Like a quick pulsating light. Like, you know, the one from the Pink Floyd album that I don't particularly care for. But it couldn't be the Pink Floyd album because A, it was in the room with me, B, I had thrown the Duracell batteries at the raccoon and the raccoon, and look, you got all of that anyway. So there's this light. It was a kind of green, I think. Not an emerald or a hunter, but similar to that kind of green. And I know what you're thinking, but no, it's not blue green. Not even a little. Look, I'll have to go through the crayon box and I'll send you one in a follow-up. Anyway, there's this light, and then this guy comes in, right in the factory like he owns the place. And he does it because he's not Hungry Hank Hawkins, owner and spokesman for our pudding. 20 flavors. Hank is like six foot something, and this guy was like five foot nothing. (laughs) He's got an obvious toupee and these big sunglasses, even though it's night. hate that. Oh, and a trench coat even though it was warm. And this is where it gets really freaky. Bell 
bottom pants. Yes, I know they went out of style years ago. This guy swishes up to me. He moved in a very sort of wavy way that wasn't like no trench coat, sunglasses wearing, bell-bottom sporting fellow I ever saw, even when it was daytime, cold out, and fashionable. So he says to me, I'll take the usual. Like, it's a thing. There's a usual. Then I see the guy's neck. It's slathered in makeup, and the skin below is like pink. Not pink like how white people are pink. Pink like how a Starburst candy chew is pink. Yeah, that kind of pink. He sees me staring, and he gets all nervous. He's like, you're not Al. I ain't. And says, sorry, wrong address. And rushes out. Then I see another quick burst of light. I run out, and there's nothing but a few odd burn marks on the ground. Uh-huh. I think it was some kind of Starman. I don't know who else to write about this. Please help. Signed, Martin Felton. Dear Mind Mag, Thank you for printing my last letter and suggesting several books. I don't feel that this person I saw fit into any of the type of aliens you recommended. I also talked to my boss and he told me to stop jerking around. He said I probably fell asleep and dreamed it. But that's not what I dream about. I dream about Heather Locklear and fishnets. Not the stockings, actual nets. My dad was a tuna man and, well, don't print that part. So, my boss is no help. So, next, I went to the guy whose shift I took. He's not named Al, even though the alien guy asked for Al. Alien guy, or AG as I call him. The AG asked for Al, but the guy I replaced that night is named Biff. Biff Daniels. Maybe I shouldn't write his last name. Just... Uh, leave that part out too, okay? Anyway, I went to Biff. Maybe I shouldn't say his first name either, so let me change it to Rick. Okay, I'd restart the letter, but my hand is already kind of cramping up a bit, so I'm just going to go with the whole Biff Daniels now equals Rick. Cool? Cool. So I went to Rick, and Biff says he doesn't know what I'm yammering on about. But before I go, he gives me a look. Like a kind of wink, wink, ah, wink. Look, but not with words, just with a look. And then, the next week, he quits out of nowhere. And I asked my boss, what's with Rick? And he's like, Biff's gone. And I asked him if he's got like a forwarding address or something, and he says, no. Then, I'm put on paid leave for a week because of personal reasons. They say I'm acting crazy and yelling at people. You know, now, I'm a little concerned for my own safety. I read that some of these aliens Got friends in high places. Uh-huh. I'll report back if anything else weird happens. Your pal, M. Felton. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beaver Mount, Ontario, is pretty much the same. Folks are polite, there's a hockey game that evening, and someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. 
new episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favorite podcast app. Ah, bello! Dear Mindbag, Sorry I haven't written for a while. My mom's been sick and I had to go down to Arizona to take care of her. Also, I've been trying this phone dating thing and I'm not so good at small talk. <laughs> Who would have thought? I've left my job at the pudding place because I just kept getting these vibes, you know? I think maybe they're shooting some sort of invisible ray at me that makes me all itchy. It's fine. I'm sure I can pick up some work. I think I might stay in Arizona. I'm writing because something happened last week. Let me be honest, I've been writing to several UFO mags about the incident. Yes, you were the first, but look, if I had a brain tumor, I I'd want to get a second opinion. You would want to get a second opinion, right? You know, get some more ideas. But you spaceheads are all kind of the same. Always hung up about these greys. But that's not these guys. What I'm saying is my name is getting out there as someone who's had interaction with the unexplained. Yeah, in certain circles, I'm a bit of a celebrity. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm... Like, fame is, I'm no Janine Garofalo, but I'm no Kato Kalin either, if you get my drift. That movie, The Truth About Cats and Dogs, I thought it was going to be a documentary with secrets about animals. I don't know why they always have Janine Garofalo play the ugly chick. I mean, I'd bang her, probably. She's kind of sarcastic in that sort of way that makes me nervous. I wouldn't want her all making fun of me and stuff. Like, some kind of girl Don Rickles. Why does he call people hockey pucks? It's a... Weird thing to say to somebody. You could just leave all that part out, actually. Here's the meat of the roast I'm writing you about. I was taking care of my mom with her dialysis and emphysema and whatnot, and it's late, like maybe close to midnight, and I get a knock on the door. I'm thinking maybe I ordered a pizza and I forgot about it. Yeah, happens. But this was no pizza. Instead, I got delivered a message. There was a very tall lady at the door, at least a head taller than me. She was in a tuxedo with a purple cummerbund and a bow tie. She was quick to tell me that I better stop poking my nose where it don't belong. That she came from an agency that was so top secret that even the top secret agencies didn't know it existed. She handed me her card. It was blank. Yeah. And then, as I was holding it, crumbled away. She said that there are forces beyond what we know and it's best to stay dumb, stay ignorant, and stay silent. I told her where she could shove her secrets. That's when everything got foggy. Like, she suddenly had me in a trance. And she spoke in a language I didn't know, but the words stuck in my brain. She was speaking beyond speaking. Except it still had a heavy accent. Like, she learned her telepathy late in life, so it wasn't perfect. Her accent sounded maybe Slavic or something. The message was like, And then she left. In that sort of way that was like, I really told him. Like that. But the accent was so thick, I didn't really get it. But I think it might be the key. Mo-gus. Mo-gus. Does that mean anything to you? Your pal in space. Martin. Dear editors 
I get it if you don't know the answer, but a reply would be nice. I've been talking to other UFOologists and people in the know, and they don't have the highest opinion of your little rag. Mm, sorry. Mag. I mistyped. Ha ha. Maybe this is all a joke to you, but what happened to me is real and serious. When you've been threatened by a threateningly tall woman, don't come crying to me. A real person, Martin Felton. Dear Bill, I'm sorry to hear about your financial issues, and I didn't realize the magazine had to go on hiatus or whatever. I appreciate you reaching out to me personally. I know the post office can be a real pain in the patoot about forwarding. When my mom died, it was a whole thing. I still get letters addressed to her. And it really eats me up. You think it's over and it's past and then you get some charity or publisher's clearinghouse offering. You see her name and you realize she's gone. And it's... I hope you get the magazine up and running again. And thanks for giving me your P.O. Box. Right back soon. Hope all is well. Your buddy, Martin. Bill, something's going on. I was at a conference in Omaha. Nothing big, kind of low-key, but I met this person, and I use person loosely. I should go back and add quotes. Uh, but the words are already kind of close together, so I think the quote marks would make it too hard to read. Anyway, this person... Notice the quote marks this time. This person... When I told them about the pudding, they really lit up. They said it sounded like... The Trogus. Look, I got a jet, Bill. I have this thing, but I wanted to pop this in the mailbox right away. The Trogus, Bill! It could be big! Pudding big! This could explain everything! Your pal, Martin. Fuzztown Stories is a Roy Gold production. It was written by Jonathan Goldberg with music by David Ariglieri. Today's episode was read by James Oliva. Listen to every single episode at podmusical.com to catch up before season three out this spring. Listen to the static between radio stations to find out where the ghosts are having their surprise party. They can't hide from you. As always, thanks for listening and have a suntabulous bicuspid of a day. Can't get enough for the House of Sunshine? Then join me, Numola historian Lyman Keys, in the Himalaya Plus section, where you'll get commentaries, special exclusive episodes where I answer your questions about Numola and beyond, as well as a community to chat with fellow Sunshine fans. Join Himalaya Plus and speak with the creators about the show and get exclusive updates and access. I'll see you in Himalaya Plus, Lyman Keys. Libonachu in Himalaya Plus. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.